0: Sexual abuse was happening from my father, but there was also sexual abuse that was happening in my elementary school, and even females that were my father's friends' daughters would mess with me and sexually abuse me. Real life starts now. This is
1: Hi, this is Evangelist Don welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're going to talk about the occult and about satanic witchcraft right here happening in America. Now, listener discretion is advised as some of the things we'll be talking about are intended for a mature audience only. Honestly, witchcraft is celebrated in our culture as if it's something that is entertainment. And it's something that is good for young people today, is what some might say. But what is the reality of all of this? Today, we'll have a woman who's called to be the bride of Satan as she was born in a family where her father was an occultic satanic high priest disguised as a pastor. Krista, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share this with
1: everyone. Krista, I understand what we're about to hear is going to sound unbelievable to some. But I understand that your family, specifically your father, was heavily involved in the occult, but disguised as a pastor of a church. Tell us about that.
0: Sure. So as a really little girl, I can remember my father was a pastor of a church called the Alpha and Omega or something like that. But at about five years old, my parents got a divorce and my father ended up getting custody of my siblings and I. And it was around that time that my father would take me in and he would do hypnosis on me. He would also have like these strobe lights that he would use while he would have me looking at a hypnosis wheel. He was messing with like the darker side, the spiritual world. And I would say at about 10 years old is when it really got bad and he would start having people over at the house and there would be this metal trumpet-like thing that would sit in the middle of the table, and he would be speaking with the other side with this group of people, and that thing would be moving around. And so, around that time, he actually took me to a meeting, and this meeting was in this building. It was very dark, and they had candles lit, and there was just these people sitting around this star in a circle. And... And all of a sudden, my father channeled another spirit into his body, and he had very blue eyes like mine, and his pupils had completely dilated, and he called this spirit his guide, which was named Legion. And I went to go grab him, and when I went to go grab him, the other people yanked me back and said that it was dangerous for me to touch my father while he was in that state. I don't have a lot of memories on how I got home from that. Or anything. But later on in life, through emails that my father had sent and some questioning of him before he passed away, I've come to know that that particular night there was a blood sacrifice that was made over me with a goat and that the land was defiled as they drug the goat away. And that during that ritual abuse that night, it was said that I would be a bride of Satan and a server of man.
1: Oh my gosh, that is horrible. This must have been traumatic, Yes. but I understand on top of that, your father was using mind control tactics that many brainwashing governments use to control their audience. How did your father use mind control on you?
0: So with mind control, you are basically programmed at a very young age. You are tested up to about 18 months. They can tell what your giftings are. And from 18 months to about four years old, you go through what they call a programming. So they use hypnosis, they use stun guns, they use extreme torture to make you disassociate because the trauma is so much. And during that time of disassociating, they start to program what they call altars into you. They have all these altars set up and what they're basically doing is taking and doing the twist, good is evil and evil is good. So when you're being programmed, you are made to believe that Lucifer is God and that you are to be independent on yourself, and that you are not to trust this God that is spoken of out of the Bible.
1: Interesting. Like using punishment to make you think that good is bad and bad is good. This is horrible. And all along this masquerade, your father was truly the head of an occultic satanic group. I understand you found out that the history of your father went way, way back. Is that right?
0: Yes. And it had went generations back. We had done a DNA test and that DNA test exposed that my father had lied to me my whole life about who he really was. And actually my ancestors were basically doing sex trafficking way back in the 1800s. So my DNA has showed that this isn't something that was just my dad. This is something that has been brought on by generations. Yes.
1: Now, not only the brainwashing and the mind control But I understand that part of your story involves a lot of sexual abuse, is that correct? But not from your father, or was it?
0: So, the sexual abuse was definitely happening from my father, but there was also sexual abuse that was happening in my elementary school by one of the summer camp recreation workers. And very rarely would my father allow me to stay the night anywhere. But when I did, even females that were his friend's daughters would mess with me and sexually abuse me. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like as a child or even into young adulthood, I thought that I just had this thing wrote on my forehead that said, you know, slut or whatever you want to call it, if we're just being honest, because it seemed like no matter where I went or what I did, this was always happening to me.
1: That is horrible. Indeed, this was the path that the devil had carved out for you since you were younger. I understand that some of the rituals performed on you when you were younger made you acutely aware of the spiritual realm and the darkness that was present. Life must have been very difficult growing up like that.
0: I actually disassociated from a lot of my childhood, and it's taken a lot of healing, but it was... Hell, I mean, it was torture. You know, I wasn't afraid of the boogeyman like most people were when I was a kid. I was afraid of what I couldn't see because I knew the spiritual realm was very real. You know, we suffered severe abuse. My siblings were chained to their bunk beds where they could only get to the bathroom. We had poison that was put in my father's soda to make us vomit to see who was getting in to his soda. We had stun guns used on us. And then you put that on top of the sexual abuse. It was hell. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. I didn't know what love was. I didn't know what a nurturing father was. I didn't know what a nurturing mother was. It was like living scared and having no safe place. I mean, My father even had me thrown into a mental institution at 10 years old, and he had me placed with the adults and not the kids, because that would be too much fun.
1: Now, I understand that the accuser who called you crazy was actually your abuser, and this had a horrible effect on your life. Let's stop there, as I wanna have you on our next show to talk about how, in adulthood, you were thrown into full-blown human trafficking. Krista, thanks so much for being with us. We will see you on our next show. Thank you. Hold on, this is heavy stuff. I have some deep things to share about right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it, 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this is eye opening to hear about the abuse that happened at the hands of the satanic occult. But it's really sad to me that her father was doing this work disguised as a pastor. You see, not all people who say they're Christians are. You must discern the truth. But the truth about the occult and witchcraft, well, it's not this cute thing we see in modern day media. It's being presented to us as if it's something to be desired. But the reality is that witchcraft is satanic, and it has a very dark side to it that harms people. Channeling spirits into one's body? Well, if it's not the Holy Spirit, it's always going to be demonic. It will always lead to demonic activity. In ancient scriptures, it is written in Deuteronomy 18, 9-12, where we're warned, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. Why are these things and people who practice these things abominable to God? I mean, that sounds like such a strong word. Here's why. Because the trails of demonic activity that is left behind. You see, demons are real. And to God, they are dirty. That's fact. You see, they're foul. Jesus even called them unclean spirits. And witchcraft is the portal to all of this. And you will soon hear how this demonic activity affected poor Chris Hernandez, in a very negative way. You see that word abomination? In Hebrew, it's the word toweba. And it literally means to find disgusting or abhorrent. Almost like how someone would feel about something really dirty like feces or like a dirty diaper. You see, demons are spirits. They are unclean and they're disgusting to the Lord. He doesn't want demons touching us or any of mankind. That's why in ancient writings, there's such a clear, stark warning that we need to steer clear from witchcraft and anything associated with that. Right now, we are in a place where people are just so open to it and they think it's cool and seeking out supernatural powers is something great. But in truth, This is causing a moral decline. The reason is because people are opening themselves up to satanic witchcraft. We're being told by media that it is cool. But guys, it's not cool. Don't buy into that horse dung. Dung is dung, no matter how you dress it up. It is detestable. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone's here and listening and they're saying, gosh, you know, I've been affected by this. I've sought these things out thinking it was normal, that it was okay. My friend, God loves you. He wants to purify you. So Lord, we come to you. We ask that you would wash us in the blood of Jesus right now, pushing out all of those demonic powers, pushing out every demonic trace, anything unclean or dirty must go in Jesus' mighty name. And Jesus, we receive you. We receive everything the kingdom of heaven has in Jesus' name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched.
0: If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.